Welcome to this episode of the This Is Believe When Real Browns Fans podcast. I am your host, James Mastrucci, and I am joined by my co-host, Jordan Cohen. Jordan, how are you doing today? I am doing really well. How are you? I'm doing doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, the, the Browns uh, are not feeling too good right now, but we'll get into that in just a second. Just a quick reminder to like comment subscribe share tell your friends and family if you don't it's stealing this podcast is available on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud anchor this is believe one.com and real brownsfans.com and as i just said a second ago uh browns aren't feeling too good because they look like absolute crap on monday night football yeah i uh pretty disappointed with how we look like I'm, like well let me rephrase that i'm not surprised at all with how we look and i know people are very disappointed but i think that it is like uh, i i think it's that this team is just not ready right you you have a bad quarterback and at the end of the day for as talented as the roster is, you don't win with a bad quarterback. You especially don't win if that bad quarterback is like partnered with kind of a young team and is so bad that like he kicks out your first team receiver, your best receiver, mm-hmm. right? And it's so bad that the other team on the majority of plays can stick 10 guys in a box, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, I think... I'm upset, right, with how the season looked. I don't know what people were expecting. Like, I saw Stefanski getting criticized for sticking, like, Hudson against T.J. Watt. What did you want him to do? Yeah, there really weren't a whole lot of options there. I mean... Like, what do you want him to do? That's not a problem if your quarterback gets the ball out quickly. Yeah, a lot of the times it was just Baker holding the ball too long. You could see it. It It was double clutching... Uh, he was indecisive. He was trying to roll out. Um, even at one point during the broadcast, when they were talking about uh, like the uh, the double clutching, I think they said that Baker said that's part of his game, and they were like, that shouldn't be part of any quarterback's game. Um, Jake Burns had a Twitter thread that Baker wasn't listening to quarterback coaching. And, you know, that's not surprising. Honestly, right. it, it really isn't. You, you look at him play, it, none of this is something that was like a quarterback coach saying, yeah, do this. Either that or he like has the worst quarterback coach of all time, okay? Who thinks he found some super special way to, to make things better, but it's actually just that much worse. But as far as, you know, lining up James Hudson on, you know, and having to deal with T.J. Watt, I mean, that sucks, okay? James Hudson was obviously not equipped and I, I don't think they did a, a good enough job with helping him out. That being said, uh, that's part of the NFL. Sometimes you're going to have to deal with shit like that. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, I, it is funny to me. So Stefanski definitely had a bad year this year, right? Let's be upfront about that. He had a bad year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what place he could call, right? Like, yeah, I get it. 
part of this is game plan problems, but when your deep receiver is Donovan Peoples-Jones and your slot receiver, who's an amazing receiver, but is seemingly on his way out and Jarvis mm-hmm. is getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage and you can't run the ball because there's 10 guys in the box. I, I, This has been the problem all season. And could Stefanski have done things differently? I mean, maybe, but I think really where that starts and stops is he should have benched Baker weeks ago. Right? To me, that was the problem. It is that we did not have, we had three quarterbacks that were good backup level quarterbacks, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the, the offense, you look at. <clears throat> Let me put it this way. There were plays to be made, uh, you know, and everyone can criticize screenshot Twitter as much as they want because uh, screenshot Twitters can be very misleading at times. But, you know, seeing the the plays over and over again from last night on, on Twitter as people have done threads or have, have shown like this guy was open here, there were plays to be made last night. And Baker didn't make them for one reason or the other. Whether it was he couldn't see the receiver because... He's too short. The, like, ten bad passes, whatever the hell it was last night, clear evidence of that, okay? Uh, <clears throat> whether it's because his passes were off target, whether it's because he just decided to throw into uh, a contested throw, you know, like, what was it, the first pass of the game that he threw? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, know and, like, here's the other thing, right? There are two ways to navigate a short quarterback as an offensive coordinator. Way number one is rollouts, right? Get them out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. We did that all year last year, and teams adjusted, yeah. right? Teams started putting the spy, who ostensibly a linebacker, on each side. The linebackers were positioned very wide, mm-hmm. and that prevented rollouts. And teams did that half the season, really, right? Like kind of after those first few games, teams realized that was going to be the Browns were going to do the short passing rollout offense and teams adjusted mm-hmm. way. Number two is deep dropbacks. And that's what Stefanski did last night and it didn't work, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work because Baker can't read the field, right? And to do deep dropbacks, you need to be able to read the field. And Baker can't do that. So I like, I, I don't know what, people want with Baker. I don't know if the idea is this he, his shoulder injury heals, is that the hope, and that all of a sudden he becomes better, but I mean, if that's the case, then somebody needs to show me evidence that suggests Baker can learn how to read the field. And I'm not saying Stefanski did a good job, right? I mm-hmm. think there's been a lot of preparation stuff this season where he has clearly failed. Mm-hmm. I think on play calling, I'm a little more skeptical to say that, because I think he was really limited. I, I don't know what people wanted. Right? I love Nick Chubb as much as the next guy. Browns are already limited for the playoffs last night. Mm-hmm. Why are people wanting Nick Chubb to run the ball 40 times? <clears throat> and it's against 10-man box. Like, I, I don't understand. So, I'm upset. The season's done, right? No yeah. matter what happens against Cincinnati. The season's over. I think reflecting on the season i think where stavansky really needs to improve is more of kind of a game planning right we know the play calls work because the scripted drives tend to work unless baker makes stupid plays 
But even then, like overall, over the past season, two seasons now, the scripted drives have been great. Mm-hmm. It is everything else. And I think, to me, that starts with not necessarily abandoning play calling, but getting a new offensive coordinator in. It, it, it kind of looks like they're probably heading in that direction anyways with Alex Van Pelt possibly leaving. Yeah. And uh, the differing opinions on whether or not uh, Baker's been impacted uh, this season by injury or harness or whatever you see, because, you know, those quotes popped up over the past week. Um, but as, as, as far as Baker's concerned, it's just... You're right. You you just you don't see him reading the field. You see him still making rookie mistakes in year four. You still see him being indecisive. His his mechanics are a complete disaster right now. If you watch him throw, the pure volume of throws he attempts when he is going backwards or off his back foot or not driving the ball, it's it's just maddening to watch. It's like you can't be doing this shit and. He's been doing more and more as the season's gone on. It's gotten worse and worse. Yeah. I, I mean, I do I think Baker's a better quarterback than he showed last night, than he showed really most of the season? Yeah, I mean, I do. Do I think he's so substantially better that he's an unfell starter? Absolutely not. Like, you made this post, and I remember on Twitter, and people were going at you for it, but Derek Carr. If the Browns could trade Baker Mayfield for Derek Carr, they'd be idiots not to. Because Derek Carr is at least a starting level NFL quarterback. Right? Like, Uh Baker's not. And there's no evidence recently to suggest that he is outside of a purple patch at the end of last year. So I I, I think all these problems, everybody has their own solutions, including you and me, right? Like, we all have our opinions. At the end of the day, none of that matters if Baker Mayfield's your quarterback. This is the NFL mm-hmm. where one position, and it's like the only sport like this, where one position is so substantially more important than the rest, mm-hmm. and we don't have a starter of that position. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's a massive problem. And, I mean, before the season started, even, excuse me, uh, prior to last year, you know, I felt that the Browns were going to be in a very likely scenario where they were going to have the fourth best quarterback in the division. And pick Ben, pick Baker, who cares? Third or fourth, tied for third, tied for last. Maybe Tyler Huntley's better than both of them. But, you know, neither of those guys have been better than third or fourth quarterback in the division this year. It's been bad. I agree. I agree. I I mean, this is what the Browns put them... This is the issue the Browns put themselves in. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this is the situation they put themselves in. And I just don't... I, To me, I don't see... Where... I, like, I, I don't see where they go from here. Without a new quarterback. Do I think this defense is terrible, like, from a talent perspective? No. I'd actually argue it's probably going to get better, right? A lot of these young guys are going to improve. I think Delpit has been a pleasant surprise this year. I think JOK has not been a surprise. He's been awesome. I think Usum's been a pleasant surprise. 
I, I think we have a lot of that, mm-hmm. which is awesome. However, it doesn't matter, right? Like, I think they'll get a better defensive coordinator in. I think they will draft a receiver very high in the draft this year, mm-hmm. right? But none of that matters. Zero. None of it matters unless they get an NFL caliber starting quarterback. And, and you're right. And as far as the defense is concerned, <clears throat> I, I do think they've settled into where I thought they would be, middle of the road, average, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people were, you know, whatever rankings people like to use, they're like, oh, they're a top five, top seven defense according to this. I, they're I, middle of the pack defense. I, I'm like, okay, you can take that and throw that in the garbage. Uh, you know, for, for what it's worth, we finally have enough data, really, uh, to actually look at DVOA and have something, uh, have a takeaway of that because mm-hmm. this season is enough games. They've played the same amount of games this year they did last year. Okay. Right. Uh, and they are ranked 14th in defensive yep, DVOA. That sounds right. In offense, they went from 9th last year to 16th this year. They went from 25th last year to 14th this year. You know, it's, I'm like, okay, we finally have enough data where DVOA can actually be referenced now. Instead of. Can we also just talk about something really quickly, which is like, imagine what happens when you add an amazing linebacker via the draft and get some guys healthy back, like, and John Johnson, who's underperformed, like the defense. It's actually having a linebacker Mm -hmm. makes a difference. It does. I know he hasn't been healthy a lot of the season, but when JOK's played, he's been probably the best defensive player on the field, maybe minus Miles Garrett. I'd probably go Miles Garrett, then JOK, then, then yeah. you start talking Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. Yep, I agree. So, but anyways, right. Like, I think this Browns team, it, for as much complaining as I'm going to do and as you're probably going to do, it's a middle of the pack team. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing, but it's not not necessarily a good thing. Because if you're asking me straight up where I think the Browns can definitely get positional improvements, it's receiver and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, like even defensive line, I think getting a guaranteed improvement, maybe defensive tackles, another area. Uh, I, but whatever I think they that's do, difficult. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I think that's more difficult. It is. It's not easy. Whatever they do, they definitely have to invest resources into defensive tackle. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because I mean, you know, I think that's the most important position or one of on the field. So because their their play from that position group this season's just been so poor. It has been so bad. Like Malik yep. McDowell was cute for a couple weeks, but he fell off a damn cliff. Okay, and that's expected. I mean, cute is the right word to use. That I mean, it was like, oh, cool redemption story. He had a couple nice plays, but it's like. He's not an NFL starter. He's probably not even an NFL no. role player, to be honest with you. You know, he's he's a redemption story, and it was cute. But... Listen, he's going to go to a bad team and be a rotation player, and that's great. You know what? Good for him. But, right, he's not a rotation player on a good team. He's just, he's just not, and, that, and that's what it is. And then you look at, I don't know, you, you give Togi Eyes some more time, you give... Uh, Elliot, you let him keep playing. Elliot's but... been weird to me because, like, when he has good plays and good series, it's always noticeable. And that's not because he's bad otherwise, but, like, he's just so often invisible. Mm-hmm. 
And so I don't know what to make of Elliott. I don't know if a better defensive coordinator can get more out of him. I don't know. But, but yeah, I think Togia is the one that gets more time. I think Togia yeah. gets more time. Um, I, I still think you, you know, let Elliott play out his contract. I, I think they have to get somebody oh, yeah. in there that's a day one, 100% starter. Uh, we, we can't continue the, the Malik Jackson experiment. That was a complete failure. Okay. Yeah, I'm so, that one, I that was my biggest loss of the offseason. That was the biggest hell I'll take. He's been awful. Complete just, you complete whiff. He's one of many whiffs of this uh, front office. We want to get into that in a minute. But um, <clears throat> but he hasn't been good. Uh, you, you look at just the overall depth on the defensive line. It's just, there isn't anything, really. It's 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 Miles Garrett, and to a lesser extent, Jadavian Clowney, um, who got two sacks last night, and they came in the exact fashion and the way that he gets sacks. He makes a sack in the first two seconds of a play. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Um, <clears throat> like, he, Clowney's fine, but the dude's just inconsistent. He's hit or, hit or miss, okay? He's a fine second. Is it, if he is your second defensive end, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Like, that's fine. But he should be paid like it, right? Like, yeah. I don't, this whole kind of idea that, oh, he's such a great player, it's just, we know it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's fine. He, he's what he is. And some team is going to offer him a lot of money for him having this, you know, quote-unquote redemption season that he's had right now, which credit yeah, where credit is due. Won't be the Browns. Yeah. He's, he's been better than I thought he would, okay? Yeah. But, but again, he's not the primary no. He's not the primary guy. He's he's the complimentary guy. You know, his seven sacks are the most since 2018. What what are the chances right. he replicates that again? It's right. very little. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it, listen, if the Browns sign him to a extension that is representative of being the second best defensive end on the team, I'm not going to complain. But I, I don't think they will, right, because I don't think he's going to sign that. Because some team's going to offer him number one defense vet money. And that's fine. The Browns will eventually get a comp, comprehensive, or what's it called? The comps pick out of yeah, it. Compensation pick, yeah. Compensation you know, pick, Looking yeah. at, you know, his, his contract for this year, he had probably the lowest value of his entire career. And he had like a, what was it, a $8 million deal with $7 yeah. million guaranteed? Yeah. So some team's going to be like, we'll give you a three-year deal for... 10, 12 years, 12 million a year, and he'll take yeah. it. Yeah, and good for him. You know what? He's earned it. Yeah. But uh, the Browns shouldn't be that team. Yeah, no. This is this was the situation that you see you see teams uh, more often than not in baseball do, you know, referred to as, you know, juicing the orange with a player. Right. You, you get all the value you can, then when some other team wants to go and pay him, you say, all right, uh, it's been real. Uh, go get paid by a different team. You see it with well, like in the NFL, it makes a lot of sense. Like the Patriots have done this forever, right? Because then you get those comps picks, mm-hmm. right? And the some team will pay him ten to twelve million a year for three years, and the Browns will get a fifth round pick out of it. That's great business. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just like 
listen, there are holes on this roster. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't think those holes are that sig- Like, yeah, defensive tackle was a pretty big hole. After we traded Odell, wide receiver is a pretty big hole. Neither of those holes matter compared to the hole we have at quarterback. You're right. They don't matter. N- a new head coach, you could get me Bill fucking Belichick. It doesn't matter if Baker Mayfield's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And, like, you and I said this at the end of last season going into this season. One of the things we were worried about is how many close games the Browns won last year. Because that is not statistically consistent, right? That that mm-hmm. ends up being more or less random luck. And it just kind of depends, right? And there was going to, bound to be some regression there. And that's what we saw this year. We were terrible in close games. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, and, the records flipped is what is essentially yeah, done. It's actually right. done. We were aggressive. We were aggressive. Sorry, we regressed to the mean. Overall, mm-hmm. we're about 50-50, right over two years. Mm-hmm. But we regressed to the mean. And, like, that's fine. Right? But it does leave issues to think about. Like, why are we in all these close games? Well, it's because we have a quarterback that can't seal anything, ever. So, I... I don't want to hear like I, I we need all these fixes right I get I get that we'll draft a receiver probably in the first round but it doesn't matter if Baker Mayfield's a quarterback it it, it really doesn't <clears throat> and that's what you know I've seen people you know. Starting like last week, people were going, "Oh, let's get, let's hope the you know the Browns draft uh, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave with their you know it with their first round pick." I'm like, "Listen, I'd love either one of those guys, but if, if they don't have someone to throw them the ball, it doesn't fucking matter." Okay, right? We saw that with Odell. I mean, we saw it with Odell. We seen it with so many other receivers that have passed through Cleveland. Okay, if if they don't have someone to throw them the ball, it doesn't matter, and that's mostly been the case. I mean. You look at whatever the receiver room's going to be. I mean, Peoples Jones is probably the only guy that's back next year. Yep. Um, because it it really seems like you know they're going to move on from Landry, even though I don't think that's a smart move, but they're going to. Uh, it, there's no way they bring back Higgins. Uh, oh, Schwartz will be back next year, I think. <laughs> I think, but uh. That pick was a complete whiff up to this point. Yeah. He's been a complete disappointment. Yeah, I mean, listen, I said this when they drafted him. This dude has no talent as a receiver. He's just fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a long-term project. I, I don't know. I think by because he was a third-round pick, everybody was like, okay, he should be able to contribute. And I think really after week one, he hasn't contributed at all. So the same with Felton, right? Like, I actually really like Felton. I still really like Felton. But I I think Felton's a guy that, if you have a good quarterback, looks great. And if you don't, he's invisible. Yeah, Right? Like, Jimmy Garoppolo's gone after this year in San Francisco. I Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. 
Not by much, but he's a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I don't know, man. I all these holes, whatever. Like it does. Like the receiver room's going to be decimated. Doesn't matter. Defensive tackle is a huge issue. Doesn't matter. Right? It, it none of this stuff matters unless you have a decent starting quarterback, and the Browns don't. You're right. They don't. They have a, a solid interior line. And that's really about it on the offense. Um, the one guy who has impressed me this season, speaking of interior offensive line, is Nick Harris. Yeah. I, I think he's a long-term kind of – maybe I, – I mean, I think he could become a long-term starter, but I think he has a very long NFL career ahead of him just as like a utility offensive line guy, kind of like a Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm a Nick Harris fan. But, yeah, no, I agree, right? Like, there's decent position groups. I think a better defensive coordinator gets, if they can figure out a way to get a lead average off a defensive tackle in there, mm-hmm. I think a better defensive coordinator has this team is in probably 11th or 12th, this defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm not terribly concerned about the defense because I think the holes are clear and fixable. But, like, what does it matter? What is having the 11th best defense instead of the 14th to do for the Browns this year? Maybe we win one more game. I, I don't know how much it really it really does for them. Uh, it maybe maybe some of the games where they lost by multiple scores or closer. Um, but it's it's not really something that you're gonna they're gonna be like okay yeah, uh, this is the difference between the Browns being seven and nine and you know ten and six right now. That's just not that's just that, not the reality. Um, right. I mean, here's the thing. Like, here is the reality. The Browns have a coaching staff and a head coach that won head coach of the year last year. Do I think he's the best head coach in the NFL? No. Do I think he needs to improve? Absolutely. But but they have him, and they have what I think is a fairly talented roster mm-hmm. with holes, but a fairly talented roster. The Browns have a decision to make this summer because this summer, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers are all going to be available. All of those quarterbacks, and, and probably Kirk Cousins too, all of those quarterbacks are range from a slight step above to a massive step above Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. The Browns need to decide, is this team around him good enough that we are willing to give up what it will take to get one of those quarterbacks and run it back with a new quarterback, same, maybe a little bit of a change in coaching staff, new starting wide out, new defense tackle, et cetera, but like more or less the, the skeleton of the roster remains. Mm-hmm. Or... Are they going to say all those quarterbacks are too expensive or and not get one or or is Baker Mayfield too valuable, not as a player, but as a person to the franchise that you can't they choose not to get rid of him? And if it is the second, right, that all these quarterbacks available are too expensive mm-hmm. or the third that Baker's monetary value is kind of a face of a franchise is too high to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. If it is one of those two then everything needs to go. If it is the first, 
and I think you and I both agree it should be the first. Mm-hmm. Certain things will change, of course, but the general idea of the team gets another year, right? That means Stefanski gets another year, maybe as a new offensive coordinator, right? Maybe play calling duties change a little bit, but Stefanski gets another year. Most of this defense gets another year with a new defensive coordinator. You find a way to convince Jarvis to stay. Uh, you still keep Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The offensive line remains, right? It, that is the world I think they should be in. Yeah. Uh, the, the the fourth world they're not going to do, which is blow everything up. But they're not going to do that. No, I think I think they're a, a year away from considering that uh, right. that option. But again, Jimmy Haslam, ultimate wild card. You never know what the hell he's going to do. Um, right. And, you know, he, he doesn't like losing. He doesn't like, you know, being embarrassed, which uh, someone should have told him that before buying the Cleveland Browns. Um, but Stefanski got ripped for the entire game for his play calling and uh, on Monday. And a lot of it was... A lot of it was warranted because a lot of the play calls were not were, were not good. Um, it was a very disappointing performance from Stefanski. Uh, but again, plays were were there to be made. But as as far as you know, bringing back some version of of this offensive group back, I mean, they can bring back most of the guys because everyone. I believe is still under contract except for Njoku, which yep. let someone Good pay, let someone pay him. Oh, let someone yep. else pay him. Comp pick. Get the we'll comp get pick. Compensatory pick. Uh, yep. pick out of it. Great. Like he's he's just. I mean, again, some of it's a function of the quarterback, but you look at his numbers, you know. This year, you look at him from last year. I mean, this isn't a guy you assigned to a, a a deal for. This isn't this isn't that. And I, I know everyone likes to complain about Austin Hooper, and Austin Hooper's been a, a giant whiff of a free agent signing. But he's got he's a better player than David Njoku. He, he's a better player than David Njoku, and his numbers are not all that different from Njoku. Mm-hmm. He's a better blocker. He is. I mean, to be honest, we both know the future of the tight end position is Harrison Bryant. It is. Because he looks like he, listen, he was young, right? He, he was raw. I think if not next year, the year after, Harrison Bryant is competing for Pro Bowls at tight end. Mm-hmm. But right, you hear my point? Like, if they can convince Jarvis to stay... This entire offense can more or less come back. But it doesn't matter. I don't think the offense improves at all if Baker is the quarterback. No, it, it doesn't because we, we've seen just how limited he is, how, how much he's regressed. And I think what this is going to come down to really is that it, do the Browns want to pay Jarvis Landry $14 million next year. $16.5 million cap hit. But, like, they're not hurting for cap space. You're going to need playmakers. You're going to have to spend money somewhere. I mean, the answer is, I think if they roll with Baker, they should probably not do it. 
Right? Like, if they're going to roll with Baker, what they should be doing is what the Browns did the year before Dorsey got there, which is essentially creating cap space and then taking on expensive players in order to get draft picks, and that's how you use your cap space. But they're not going to do that, right? Like, that's not going to be what they do. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I... The solution is so simple yet so difficult. I do. I think there's. I, I to me the most likely quarterback is Russell Wilson. I really think there's a world where the Browns can get Baker Mayfield and um uh, two first round picks or something like that and get mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. I just don't know if they're going to be willing to do that. But to me, that is the obvious move. Russell Wilson would help. Uh, you know, I, I, I think most quarterback options would, would help and improve the offense in, in multiple uh, different ways because they, they just, as we saw, they're just, they're not good enough. I mean... How many times have they been held below like seventeen points or less this year? It's been a lot. I mean, the, what is the argument for keeping Baker Mayfield, right? Because because there's not one from a strategic standpoint. Like I follow a few people on Twitter that insist, and, and I, I'm going to say something jokingly, like over exaggeration, but it is what it amounts to, right? That Stefanski clearly had a major brain accident and forgot how to call plays and that's why Baker sucks this year. Right? Like like that's the argument. Yeah, maybe like the other shoulder affects him a little bit too. But like hey, do you realize how ludicrous that argument is? Like mm-hmm. like that that's absolutely absurd. Play like that's absurd. You don't go from being an outstanding play caller for two straight years for two different teams to forgetting how to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't. So it, that isn't the problem. So the second thing is the shoulder, right? Maybe that shoulder really, really, really screwed him over. I mean, okay, are you willing to risk that? Because numbers suggest that's not the case, right? Numbers suggest this is kind of what Bakers are always been, just at the bad Baker level. So, so I don't understand the tactical reason to keep him. The reason to keep him is business, right? He sells a lot. That's why. That's why you keep him. Yeah. And it sucks. As a fan, it sucks. It does. I mean, there's just, there's not a, a football reason to continue uh, having him on this roster. There's, there isn't. Um, and it's, it's interesting considering, you know, you see a lot of the people that cover the team, um, who said that it really felt like last night was Baker's last in a Browns uniform. And I I would be happy with that. And, you know, the, the one thing that they came back to was uh, Baker's comment about uh, his shoulder saying he was going to talk with his family and his agent 
about when to do surgery and not the coaching staff or front office. And if yeah. that moment in time that just shows that, or at least it seems like he's not necessarily interested in the input from Stefanski or Barry or whoever, that he's going to do this on his own terms and he's only looking out for himself. Right. Which, listen, to a certain degree, that makes sense. But, like, this isn't... In reality, he should have had surgery this year. Right? But I think there was probably pressure from Haslam. And I think Baker always just, like, believes in Baker. And I think those two things led to them deciding to not... not have him have surgery and it's fucked him over it it really has I mean because the amount of uh, conversations people were having being like oh he's going to get some big uh, monstrous contract extension there's no extension there's nothing no I mean Baker is no different than Sam Darnold right now we're living in a world where Baker Mayfield might get sent to, speaking of Sam Darnold, uh, Carolina for like a sixth-round pick. Or they might just straight-up cut him. You know? That, that we're, we're living in that, in that world right now. And I said it at the time, and uh, I'm going to say it again. When he got hurt with the, the, the labrum injury, I'm like, okay, let's look at who the hell we're playing here. Would we be better off having injured Baker play or having him sit out for a few weeks, get about as healthy as he can, then come back and for the stretch run? Or just get the surgery. I mean, honestly, I think I said just get the surgery. But yeah. that probably wasn't going to happen. But I think you there there's a world where you could have got similar production out of Case Keenum over the stretch and got similar win-loss record from, let's say, I don't know, week three to the bye week? Are you going to tell me Case Keenum couldn't have gone... What did they go? Uh, couldn't have gone five uh, five and five from yeah, week three I mean, to week 12? And listen, is a Browns fan part of me is glad that isn't what happened? Right? Because now the Browns definitely are not going to pay him a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But is like somebody that like cares about people, and like I don't think Baker's a bad dude. I think he may be a little self-absorbed, but like a, a lot enough people like the guy that I think he's probably a good dude. Uh, but or at least we don't have evidence that he's a bad dude. I, I mean, he had the little affair thingy, but whatever. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't want Baker's career to suck for him. I'd like him. I'd like everybody to make as much money as they possibly can. And Baker's decision not to have surgery, stop that for him. He will not make money. At least not big money. Right. I mean, someone will probably pay him something on some sort of prove-it deal or... Nothing, nothing worth a damn. Not at all. Right. Right. <clears throat> Because he hasn't proven 
to be worth a damn. Not at all. And that's that's before you look at or that's just like being like he hasn't been good enough, you know, period, obviously. Then you look into actual his actual numbers and where he ranks, and it's just like, yeah, no one's gonna pay for this. Yeah, I mean I just I don't I I uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, this is it, right? I mean, th- do I think that was Baker's last game in a Browns uniform? No, because I do think the Browns are going to just roll with them next year, whatever that means, in whichever way that happens. But I, it should be, right? The Browns should be try like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. When their seasons end, the Browns need to be talking to those front offices, figuring out what it'll take. They do, and and you know it's as far as you know everyone's I guess response when you say that Browns can't bring back Baker Mayfield next year. The you know the response everyone goes with, well, well, who do you want instead? And I think there's look... six guys that are available. <laughs> and and Jason Lloyd brought this up on the the Civilized Barking podcast today, and he said that um, this time last year the Rams didn't know Matthew Stafford was going to be available. Right. You you don't know what happens over the next couple weeks. So there there's that fact, and I I think the looking for who then. Or who's better, or who the, the you want instead is the the wrong way to be looking at this, because <clears throat> it's it's a similar way that I think people need to I guess evaluate players. Like everyone always goes, what what can they do? It, when you should be evaluating what can't they do, okay? Because that tells you more about them than what they can do. But it's about identifying who is not your quarterback for next year, okay? Right. And I I think they need to identify that Baker Mayfield should not be their quarterback for next year. James, we've heard noise, right? Like, substantial noise that Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Jimmy Garoppolo, and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Those are six quarterbacks better than Baker Mayfield. There are noise. There's noise, Some it's some for some of them substantial, that their teams would love to get rid of them this summer. Mm-hmm. And each one poses its own difficulties, right? I think Aaron Rodgers will cost a shitload. I think Russell Wilson will cost a lot of money. Then you have Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Matt Ryan that are on these enormous deals. And Derek Carr is probably the smallest name out of all of them. But, like, all those guys are better. There's more available quarterbacks now than there was this time a year ago. Right. And so, like... I agree with Jason Lloyd, right? You don't know who's going to be available. Mm-hmm. But we do know there's probably going to be some good quarterbacks available. There should be some guys moving is is at, at a minimum. And not like Teddy Bridgewater or uh, anyone like in that sort of grouping. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, you know. But there's going to be someone substantial, I think, that can be had that they need to at least push for. Right. Because it's, I think, I think what it comes down to is this. The, the Browns can either 
stick with Baker Mayfield for another year, and when it doesn't work a year from now, everyone gets kicked to the curb, including Baker Mayfield. Yep. Or they can make the change now, whether it's for a short-term option, such as a Derek Carr whose contract expires at the end of next year, or you know, you know, is the you know the dream options of a uh, Wilson or Rogers, and extend your lifespan as a front office as a head coach. Well, by resetting okay. the timeline. Right. I mean, we all agree that's it, honestly the best world is to me is doing something like a Derek Carr, which gives you the opportunity the following year to draft that guy. Or this year. It doesn't really matter. But I, I think Derek Carr is good enough with this roster, with this coaching staff, to get to the playoffs in the AFC. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to me the interesting question is, if you keep Baker Mayfield, what do you do? And what I will say this year as opposed to last year, if you keep Baker Mayfield, you need to invest all the way in win-now pieces. And that means tr- sometimes trading your future assets. Because you're not getting the playoffs with Baker Mayfield unless the rest of this team is deep as hell and talented as hell. And you would have to upgrade the receivers so much. Substantially. You'd need two new starting receivers. Maybe one and a half if you kept Jarvis. You would need two new starting defensive tackles, likely a starting defensive end. Your offensive line set, your... I think your running back room is set. Mm-hmm. You're also probably going to need another tight end. Like you are talking about getting five starters. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy to do. It, it really isn't. We no, saw what happened on the defense. Like, Most of them lift. Right. Right. Not like five league average starters. Like you need five above average starters. So I, that's very difficult and it will require them giving up future assets. You won't be able to do it in free agency. Like they've tried. It would have to be trades. Like, do I think John Johnson's better than what he showed this year? Absolutely. Do I think a new defensive coordinator, John Johnson, won't look like complete crap? Absolutely. But, like, I also kind of see the world where, like, free agencies, these guys are free agents because their team thought they were not worth the value they're going to get in the market. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I, to me, I, if the Browns think they can do that, then great. I still think it's a bad decision, but if you think you can do it, then great. If not, roll the worst thing for this franchise would be rolling it out like we did this year, right? Just like running it back again. That would be the worst possible thing. So, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I. To me, the best world is trade for a guy like Derek Carr and then draft your future court or try to get your future quarterback in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't get him next year, but that is the most likely world to me. I think actually, let me rephrase that. I think that's the most likely world. I think the best world is getting somebody like a Rogers or a Wilson. Well, yeah, that that is that is the best world, obviously. It'll be the most difficult because the Broncos will be in for those two guys. Yeah, and, and I would even say probably Pittsburgh would be in for those two guys as well. Yep. So New Orleans. 
But you know, you, I think going to be teams. I, I think Derek Carr just makes so much sense. I've been saying it for a long time now. It just makes so much sense. When John Green was there this year, Derek Carr was playing at a Pro Bowl level. Guess who runs that same offense? I mean, I I think he would be successful with this group of players. I think he can throw it long. He doesn't do it much, but he can do it, which is the difference. He can drop back in the pocket, right? He's not short. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, and I think you could get him for not a lot of money. I think Oakland or Las Vegas, you give him Baker Mayfield in the second round pick, that's enough to get Derek Carr. Probably. I think that's 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 very possible. I mean, the difficulty we're we're facing with with, with Vegas right now is is Vegas is still. Still in the mix for, as a playoff team, right. so <clears throat> it's gonna that that final spot in the, in the playoffs is gonna come down to either Vegas or Pittsburgh, or even Baltimore. Baltimore's still in the mix. <clears throat> if you had told me that the, the Raiders were gonna be still in the playoff mix when you know John Gruden got let go, I would have called you a liar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's incredible. <laughs> It's all, I don't know, man. I The Browns will have an easier road next year. Hopefully they take advantage of that. But it's going to take a lot. I mean, I guess I'm sad the season ended. With that said, like, this was our second. Like, th- this was probably the second best season of the new Browns. Maybe 2007. I would say 2007 because 2007 had a winning record. Yeah, that's fair. But so this was the third best season in 21 years. And like, we're disappointed is a sign of how good things have become or how much better things have become. But like, it is also a sign that like, as fans, we're not content here. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think Haslam needs to recognize that, that yes, fans are happy. This team is no longer a complete laughing stock. And I think it's pretty far away from becoming that again, but, but it's, they're not where fans want them to be. I think if you told fans, the Browns would never win a Super Bowl, but would be in the playoffs for seven straight years or five straight years. Everybody would take that. I mean, considering how bad they've been since 99. Sure. But right now we're in a one out of every five years, not an every five years, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we're far away from that. You, Derek Carr, this is a playoff team more or less every year for the next five to seven years. So I just, I don't know. It's frustrating, man. It's just, I, I think that Coming into the season, there was a world where regression was going to come, where teams were going to figure stuff out. It was me whether or not um, the offense could adjust with Baker Mayfield the quarterback. They couldn't because they can't do anything, I guess, productive on a regular basis. I mean, they they 
once defenses figured out how to limit him, they every other team followed suit. Yep. And you know, once they took out the rollouts, once they they made it much harder for him to rely on play action. He became worse and worse as each week went by. I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, I, it didn't take a genius, right, to figure it out. It, last year was hard to implement because it kind of snuck up on people. Then every team we played this year had an offseason to prepare for. And every team more or less did the exact same thing, especially after, like, week four. They had two linebackers that played wide, and they stacked the box. And that, theoretically, for most NFL quarterbacks, is very... Like, that is... You are giving the middle of the field to them. And Baker just couldn't do it. And to me, it's like... That defenses were playing... They were betting so much money that... I think most NFL defenses would rank Baker as one of the five worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Oh, they would. Because he was that easy to stop. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was very easy to to just to to put uh, put together a game plan to be like, yep, this is what we're going to do and it's going to work. I, I thought one of the, the more, I guess, damning, hilarious predictable plays from last night's loss was the play where T.J. Watt didn't even, like, uh, attempt to rush the uh, Baker, and he just kind of, like, mm-hmm. sat three yards off the line of scrimmage, then jumped and batted the pass as soon as Baker threw it. Yep. I was just like, you could only sit there and laugh, being like, that was so goddamn predictable. Listen, I think, like, I get the argument that not all short quarterbacks are doomed, and it's not just Drew Brees, like, right? There have been others, but to me... It comes down to a few things. How good are they on rollouts? And how often can they step deep in the pocket? I think Baker is an above average quarterback on rollouts, so you have that, but he can't step deep in the pocket. So teams just took away the rollouts. I mean, if he can't roll out, he's not effective. That's that's what we've learned. Right, like do you remember, like, to use the soccer analogy, like Memphis Depay, when he was with Manchester United, this dude dribbled. Like, he could dribble the hell out of a ball. Despite every other weakness. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of players like that that also have great off-ball movement. And mm-hmm. that's why they succeed. Memphis Depay didn't. He, did, he couldn't do anything but dribble a ball. Mm-hmm. And he was doomed to failure. Baker's the same way. Baker's a decent quarterback on the law. It's like, I will give him credit there. He, is, he reads rollouts well. But to do that, he needs a rollout available. And teams just took it away. Mm-hmm. And he never developed. And that's where we are as a franchise. And I think that's just that's just what who he is. I, I think yep. he's going to be just in that bottom tier of quarterbacks. Teams will, will take a chance on him when they're in one of those transitional phases. Uh, he'll sell a yep. shit ton of merch. He'll be in commercials. But as far as wins go, you're you're not 
you're not bringing in him to to lead you to the promised land. You know what I mean? No. I mean, you know what? It is what it is, man. I. It's been a disappointing season with some highlights, right? There were some fun games. The Baltimore win a few weeks ago, right? But the first Kansas City game, but the first week against Kansas City, I mean, but it just wasn't meant to be. And I, it's it's mind-boggling to me just I guess we can just end this here with this you know very uh, extended Baker conversation here is that how poorly Baker has done in the situations where they needed him most all season long like he had multiple chances to to shake off the you know the reputation of not being you know quote unquote clutch when the team needs him Okay. Right. To to come through when the team's down a score late in the fourth quarter, and he simply hasn't. He he right. didn't he did not have a single fourth quarter comeback or game winning drive this year. He at least had I think two last year. Yep. But I think that that says a lot. That really does. Teams figured out how to stop him this year. And. With stopping him, they subsequently stopped the Browns' offense. Because you don't have a quarterback, yep. you don't have an offense. Agreed. Agreed. And with that, uh, just a quick reminder, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family. Your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, this is Believeland.com and RealBrownsFans.com. <laughs>